to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this special edition of Adaptivist Live, we're going to bring you what's new from Adaptivist for 2020 and the virtual summit. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me first to discuss a new feature in ScriptRunner is senior ScriptRunner product manager, Andre Serrano. Andre, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. So glad to have you. Thank you so much for your time. Now, Andre... Your time is valuable because some might describe you as the right-hand man of Jamie Eklund, the hand of the king. <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I basically work with Jamie Eklund, and we both are looking at all the ScriptRunner products. Uh, ScriptRunner for Jira, Bitbucket, Confluence, Cloud Server, Data Center, all the versions. That's a heavy responsibility on your shoulders, Andre, because there are a lot of users out there that depend on ScriptRunner every day. So uh, let's try and make this segment as quick as possible so that you can get back to taking care of our customers. Andre, the thing that we're here to talk about today is the new issue archiving feature in ScriptRunner. So um, before we dive into the feature itself, if I were a new Atlassian admin, why would I want to archive in the first place? Uh, there are various options or various reasons. I think the main reason why would you want to archive it was mainly to clean your instance from clutter. For Jira issues that are no longer valuable to your product or relevant to your product, actually, to, to your business. So if they're old, if, for, for example, there are issues that are duplicate and they were closed with resolution status, for example, like won't do or duplicate, and they're just there lingering, Every single time your user goes and tries to find or search for something relevant, those irrelevant Jira issues will come up as a result as well. And it might make your user's life more difficult. And you can imagine how this could impact your search as well, their search performance, I mean. Especially if you have a data center instance with big corporations and you're growing exponentially. So this could become a monster eventually if you don't look after it. But archiving is sort of a tedious task, isn't it? I mean, it takes like, there's a lot of clicking that has to go on in order to get an archive accomplished. Exactly. So Jira, out of the box, allows you to archive those Jira issues. So you can go there and archive up to 1,000 Jira issues out of the box. But as you're saying, Ryan, yeah, you have to go there, manually select all the Jira issues you want to archive and do it up to 1,000. And it's 1,000 per project. So if you're trying to archive multiple Jira issues, like split in different projects, yeah, you can. I can guarantee you that would be very daunting task. That's a day's work. And of course, ScriptRunner being the automation engine du jour is, is the way to do it. So tell us about the issue archiving feature. So yeah, so in order to make users' life easier in, to archive those Jira issues, we're basically allowing you to automate them. So you can... Uh, one very special and powerful tool that we have already in ScriptRunner for Jira is called Jobs, basically allowing users to automate a specific script, regardless which script that might be, to run periodically once a week, once a month, once every two weeks, is the user decision. So now we enhance that specific feature 
with uh, archiving Jira issues jobs. So users can go there and without any code experience and select the, peri uh, the periodicity of how often they want the script to be run and they select the criteria. So a real example would be, I want all Jira issues that were moved to done at least a year ago and the resolution status were duplicate. So I know that those Jira issues, like people will be not looking at them and, I, and they shouldn't be looking at them because they're old, non-relevant. So what I do with this script is once I set this criteria and I say, I want this script to run every two weeks or every month, every month script runner for Jira automatically will scan your whole Jira instance, search for those Jira issues and archive them. Andre, where can the user find the new issue archiving job? Is it just under jobs in the script runner panel? Correct, Ryan. Is it available today? It's available today. If you go to the marketplace and download script runner for Jira latest version, you will find it there. Nice. And finally, which versions of script runner can we find issue archiving in? It's only data center. We wanted to implement that on server as well. However, Atlassian made that uh, API available only for data center. So it's a features data center special. And I think, according to Atlassian's movements and, and strategy, it will be only available for data center for a long time, if not forever. So. Oh, all right. Fine. All right, Andre, before I let you go and get back to King Eklund, anything else that we should be aware of coming for ScriptRunner? Anything else we should look for? Uh, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, actually, I was thinking about that, and there is one, one content related to archiving, which is we have available in the library website a script that allows users to archive Jira projects. Not the Jira issues, but now the whole project. So uh, can we talk a, a little bit about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. Awesome. Okay. So in the library website, so library.adaptavis.com, users can go there and search for archive Jira projects. And there they will find a script where, again, they can run in the script runner product within the jobs tool. So they go to jobs tool, create custom job, for example, and use that specific script. What does that script do is basically go through the projects you have in your instance, uh, search for all the Jira issues that are part of that project, and if those Jira issues match a certain criteria that you define, and you can use, again, the same criteria we described before, duplicate, two years ago, we moved to done, so on and so forth, and if all the Jira issues that belong to that product match that criteria, the project itself gets archived. So one thing I've seen users using already, big corporations, it is they go through the criteria being if a project has, if a project doesn't have any ticket updated in the past year, it means that project is old and therefore archived. So it archives everything at once. Makes sense. Makes sense. Senior script runner, product manager, Andre Serrano, thank you so much for joining us today. Anybody you want to give a special shout out to while you're on? Uh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think the whole script runner team, I really like the product and I, I love working with all of them. So yeah, thank you all. And now joining us to discuss Adaptivist's new agile mentoring service is our head of DevOps, Matt Saunders. Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. No, no worries, Ryan. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? A pleasure to see you, sir. Matt, 
what is Agile Mentoring? Agile Mentoring. So um, this is a new service that we're launching. Um, it's a combination of um, a number of things that we've discovered um, when putting together our new digital transformation offerings and basically bringing to the fore the experience that we have around helping teams basically get stuff, software uh, developed, delivered, birthed, operated more effectively, more efficiently, with less hassle, less stress, um, less process, um, and taking the, the, the combination of all the experience that we've got in doing those sort of things and wrapping it up basically into, into a workshop session. Um, it's a session that we can do online, um, inevitably, uh, given the, the situation we're all in at the moment. <laughs> we're all um, online. <laughs> we're all online. Everyone's online on Zoom, um, et cetera. Um, so we've been delivering it online. It's a workshop scenario. So, so yeah, um, delivering that, uh, best brains in the business, um, around agile mentoring, um, getting together business people, um, products people, developers, operational people, QA people, get all the right people in the in the room. Talk about agile, um, how people. Everyone thinks they're doing agile. Um, many people are doing it and doing it well, but a lot of people are maybe needs a little bit more help along the way to get it get it going really really well. Um, so the idea is that we put all those people in a room together or a virtual room um, to look at how an idea goes all the way through the process, uh, all the way through the system, how it flows, um, and then work out how to best use agile techniques to make things better. Make that flow faster. So who would benefit the most from our agile mentoring service? If you're a small company um, or maybe even a small and medium company, you're probably already being agile. You're able to do things like um, make decisions, change your mind, um, use the results of one particular iteration of a design um, to inform the next one so you can do it better. Maybe you're doing that already. Uh, we find, though, that the larger companies um, maybe struggle a bit too much with that. Um, maybe they're doing Agile already, maybe using Agile frameworks, but not necessarily getting the results that they want. Um, perhaps there's a lot of process around doing things in an Agile way that kind of goes against the grain of um, actually doing it properly <laughs> getting um, it done right yeah getting it done yeah yeah and that's what we're trying to do just actually get stuff done um and companies can get into difficult situations where maybe the organization has some rules about um who can deploy things or which days of the week they can do certain things and they try to fit an agile transformation around that um and maybe it's not working so well um so the workshop you know, you can't bore the ocean. You can't change a big organization's ways overnight. Um, but you can damn well do your best to highlight what the problems actually are um, in getting things done. Um, sometimes it can sound a bit simplistic, um, but knowing when to, to, to merge the simplicity with the weight of the organization is one of the key things that we try to uncover um, in the workshop. So, yeah, um, any size organization, but we're finding better success with it at the larger end. Matt, Agile's been around for a while. And as you've already mentioned, there are there are already people doing it. There are people who are being agile and having great success. Where's the value add in Adaptivist's agile mentoring service? So the value is um, it's a combination of things. Um, number one is the experience that we bring. Um, I think it's no secret that one of the one of the guys behind this, John Kern, is one of the co-authors of the Agile Manifesto. Um, so decades, literally decades of experience of doing this. Um, and also the rest of the team bring many, many decades of um, 
yes, I am going to say this, many decades of failure and working out why things like this don't go so well, um, why you, you maybe have a, a program that's designed to um, put all these um, agile things into your organisation and um, how the effect of the organisation can conspire against you. Um, we've got the battle scars to prove that. Um, you know, we've been into, been into battle um, sometimes almost literally um, <laughs> on getting these things done. Um, and sometimes when you go off and do your own agile transformation, um, you don't know what those battles are. You don't know which ones they are, to, which ones are worth fighting. Um, when, for example, an individual developer is sitting there saying, um, I can't get an environment provision quick enough to test this software out, um, knowing um, the, the context of that and, and how important that actually is and being able to apply um, the thinking, the logic, um, even the background research into how these things affect an organization uh, or even affect a small team, um, that's kind of where the value, where, where the value is, is added. Um, also, we've used our experience of, of talking to our customers, um, those who we have good relationships with in the Atlassian sphere, where they take the tools to a certain level. Um, they've got you know, really good Jira installations, Confluence, Bitbucket, Bamboo, et cetera, and it's all doing really, really well. Um, but then the conversation goes to another level where you start looking at how best to um, use those tools in the context of an organization, um, which is maybe not entirely okay with the modern ways of working. Um, so we spend a lot of time talking to our customers, our existing customers, other prospects, people out in industry, um, to get the the ins and outs of, of what people need to actually move these things onto a next level. So that's why we think we're pretty well placed with this. Well, you've convinced me, but it doesn't take much. <laughs> oh, you do yourself a disservice, Mr. Spilkin. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I would point out to our listeners that we are launching a new show on Adaptivist Live. It's called Team Titans. And our first guest is that Agile Manifesto co-signatory, John Kern. So our listeners can expect that on Friday. Adaptivist Head of DevOps, Matt Saunders, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome, Ryan. You stay safe now. Speak to you later. And now to discuss Adaptivist's new Learn for Jira app is Head of Education and co-host of Adaptivist Live, Matthew Stubblefield. Matthew, Welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Ryan. It's so nice to be here. It, you know, I know that this is a new thing for you, so don't just take it easy. <laughs> Remember, this isn't live, okay? So, uh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was I was a little nervous. I know this is the big time, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I appreciate you inviting me to come and uh, talk to all your or your viewers at home about Learn for Jira. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matthew, we have mentioned on the Atlassian Ecosystem podcast several times that your uh, wheelhouse is educating users on best practices with the Atlassian tools to make their work lives better. How does the Learn for Jira app deliver that vision? For those of you listening, you're probably pretty familiar with Adaptivist, but one of the things that you may not know is a lot of our customers are very large. Adaptivist is the largest Atlassian services provider worldwide. Uh, and sort of what comes with that means that we have large customers because we're able to to meet their needs. Um, we do everything related to Atlassian. So we do licensing and consultancy and trading and hosting and custom development. And because we're a one-stop shop, um, those big customers come to us. It also introduce a lot of complexity. So uh, when I started at Adaptivist years ago, 
You know, my, my first gig was working with a, a customer that was doing a pilot of Jira. They were trying to decide whether or not Jira would work for them in Confluence. And, and uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's been, it's been a bit, um, their, their pilot group was 20,000 users. And back then the only options for training were at Lassian university, which is a, a, at the time was a very traditional, you know, 12 people in a session. They could do it over the web or do it live on site, but it, it had to be live. There were no recordings. Actually, fun fact. Um, a lot of the videos that Atlassian now sells for those, uh, Ryan and I originally recorded those. We were the voice of at last university for a bit. Um, though I think some of them have been updated since then. We tried to make it saucy for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there wasn't a much, and it was, it was expensive. Like that first client, we quoted AU to, to deliver trade for the 20,000 users. It's going to be like six and a half million dollars, like just not really feasible. So for the, for the kind of customers Adaptivist has, um, I really wanted to provide e-learning. Like I wanted something that would be affordable at scale, uh, but also something that would be like really high quality, really interesting. Um, my background's in IT. Every training I attend tends to be like, at least used to be super boring. You know, you'd sit in a room for eight hours and you'd remember like 10% of it. And, and struggle to stay awake. Yeah. Like you hit that afternoon after lunch oh. and you're just like dragging. They got the lights off because you're watching a projector and it's warm and yeah, it, it um, we we wanted a train that was look you know very different, and even the Atlassian University materials, you know, and Ryan used used to deliver these trainings. We would get good feedback from customers, but a lot of that feedback was because we were bringing our experience to it. We were telling stories, we were sharing things that weren't in the slides, the scripts, and so I just I wanted to bring that into the training. So, Learn for Jira is our new training app or add on. Uh, to deliver the Adaptivist Learn content. I think I've talked about Adaptivist Learn on the podcast before. For those of you who don't know, that is our education program. That is our training. And we've been making these videos um, for years now, uh, but we were delivering them through a website. Uh, and the feedback we had from a lot of people was they liked the content, didn't particularly like the website. The, there was you know, challenges with onboarding and access and some some lack of features and whatnot. But the, the content was good. Uh kind of an interesting statistic, average e-learning completion rate. So like if you sign up for, you know, whatever, or you've got it in your own LMS internally or something, um, average e-learning completion rates are about 13% globally. Adaptivist Learn, we were seeing 64% completion rate. And the reason people are completing our courses, you know, they're, each module is short. We keep them all to six minutes or shorter so that, you know, people, you know, they don't lose their attention. It's really focused. There's no redundancy. Audio is really clear. We use animations and illustrations to help communicate complex concepts. We uh, gather best practice and information from all the consultants at Adaptivist and all the people who have worked here for you know a long time and been working with hundreds of companies worldwide. Like Adaptivist Learn, it's the Learn stuff. for Jira. It's not just to teach you what happens when you click a button. It's here to teach you why you should click it and who you should talk to before you click it and when to do this and what to think about before you do it. It really gets into that depth of, you know, sort of a holistic approach to the Atlassian tools and how best to use them. You mentioned that this was conceived as a scalable solution for large enterprise, but this mm -hmm. could very well serve any company, right? Any any group of people who are oh, looking yeah. to use Jira to get something done, right? 
Yeah. Like the nice thing is if you build for the largest customers, you know, so we've got customers with say 140,000 users in their Jira instance, what you build for them is going to work for somebody with 10. The, the main focus for that scale is around the pricing, right? Like we don't want to be six and a half million dollars. Uh, it, it, like when a company I mean, sees do. that, they just go, <laughs> when, when a company sees that, uh, they just go, nah, we'll just figure it out. Like, you know, and it's honestly, it's the employees that suffer. Like they're the ones who are having to work extra hours, who are having to do extra stuff, who are doing stuff inefficiently. Like they're the ones having to repeat work and copy paste stuff. And like, they're, they're not getting the real power that the Atlassian tools could be providing if they, if they just knew how to use it properly. And so, yeah, we wanted to make it really accessible. So for uh, really, really large companies, I actually capped the pricing at a, a pretty low amount. Uh, and for real small companies, it's even cheaper. Nice. And it's available now, right? Yeah. So it's on the Atlassian marketplace. If you search training, if you search learn for Jira, if you look at the Adaptivist listing, you will find uh, our add-on works on Jira 7.6 through 8.7. As of this recording, we'll probably have 8.8 out maybe soon by the time you listen to this. Um, works on Jira, Jira Service Desk. And some questions I always get. Uh, one, it's for server and data center. Uh, we do not have a cloud app yet. Do uh, we We're talking about making that, making some cloud training content. We've got some really novel ways of doing that. I'm hoping we'll get there later this year. Um, uh, number two, uh, even though it is learned for Jira, we don't just have Jira training. Uh, so we've got, you know, Jira for beginners. We've got Jira software stuff. We've got Jira service desk, we've got power user training. We even have an extremely comprehensive Jira administration course that like goes way above and beyond. Um, if, if any of you have ever looked at the Atlassian certification, uh, for Jira, I actually helped uh, write a lot of Atlassian certifications in the sense of like I was writing the questions and the answers and doing the research. And I wrote the study materials that Atlassian sells. Like I, I wrote a lot of that for the, the different certs. So I, I have pretty intimate knowledge of the certs. And having worked at Atlassian University for a long time, I have pretty good knowledge of what they teach. And it's sort of how it lines up with the cert or doesn't. I can tell you our Jira admin class, we go beyond what the certification requires. It's really how do you run a Jira system at scale for a large enterprise? You know, it's not like Linux sysadmin, but it's it's pretty extensive. Um, I'm really proud of the Jira admin training. But beyond Jira, we've also got some training on Confluence because uh, you can use Confluence and Jira together. And at launch, uh, we include a Trello training for beginners. Uh, so you can learn a bit about Trello and, and how to use that uh, really effectively, as well as training on ALMWorks structure. And we've had the structure guys in the podcast a couple of times. We work closely with them, developed this training in conjunction with structure. You get that in Learn for Jira with your subscription. Is portfolio still up? Yeah, yeah. We've got portfolio training in there. Um, like I said, service desk, software for Scrum and for Kanban. Uh, and uh, if you've got the app, Learn for Jira, when we ship new training or we update existing training, you get that. That's just included with it. So when we add more courses uh, or we work with our partners and include their training in our app, you, get you will that. get that and learn for Jira. Yeah. Wow. You could sell them the seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> well, and I haven't even talked about the features, Ryan. <laughs> oh, my. So, okay. Give us the Reader's Digest, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Don't take too much time on this live recorded podcast, but, um, <laughs> you know, Check out the marketplace listing. Check out our documentation. I've got a roadmap in there that I'll be updating as we ship things. We're going to be shipping features pretty quickly. 
Any shout outs you'd like to give while you're on the podcast, Matthew? Uh, yeah, I, I really want to recognize the work of the team um, that's been doing this, which is uh, a decent size. You know, we've had a, a lot of input from Gunners here at Adaptus. He's our head of UX. Um, this is the first app that's been designed with a UX specialist from the very beginning. Um, so I'm quite pleased with the aesthetics of it. Uh, Alan Moran, who actually was a co-founder of Adaptivist uh, way back in the day. Him and Carmen Creswell uh, are the developers on the app and have been building it since August of 2019 and have just made something that's freaking awesome and I'm very excited about. And then uh, all of the content we've been building over the last couple of years. You know, it's Dan Adams, Tony Brooks, Krista Parker. Uh, we may still have a few modules kicking around from the Ryan Spilken days <laughs> when he was on the team. Uh yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, you know, something like this has so many people uh, pouring into it, you know, because it's the content, it's the, it's the technology and the application itself. And of course, I need to recognize uh, our sort of executive sponsorship of, of Simon Hayden Williams, Gary Worsley, Adam Wignall, because really, uh, education and learn, we're like a startup inside of Adaptivist. Like, Simon has invested in this. Uh, we've built this awesome thing, and now we're excited uh, for the customers to get it. We've had closed beta since November. We've launched here in March of 2020, and we're excited to hear from you all what you think about it. All right. Adaptivist Head of Education, Matthew Stubblefield. See you on the next podcast, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. And finally, to announce our award-winning 2019, I've got Adaptivist Head of Product, Yari Worsley, with me. Yari, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. A pleasure to see you, sir. So, Yari, tell our listeners, what award did Adaptivist win? Well, I'm really pleased to announce we won Atlassian and Partner of the Year 2019 for fastest data center growth. So, this is one of six marketplace vendor awards um, announced by Atlassian this year. And we see this as a really special feather in our cap. Um, Yari, could you tell us a little bit about the importance of data center? Sure, Ryan. So, our biggest enterprise customers tend to use data center as their um, kind of stable Atlassian platform of choice. Uh, in these risky, uncertain times, you need to make the most of your investment in Atlassian. That means keeping it running. Um, a clustered version of um, data center with the additional features that Jira Data Center gives you, gives you that platform. So for us as a business, it's not just about um, it's not just about data center marketplace apps. Uh, we also recognize the importance of data center, of course, for um, services in terms of that stable platform to build on. And of course, we can service the licensing needs of the customer. Uh, and we recognize this very early on. Uh, talking about early on, Adaptivist um, did one of the first data center installs in the UK. So we clearly recognize this right back at the start of Atlassian's journey with data center. And we are an important part of the data center environment, given that um, Adaptivist was involved in the data center readiness program. Was that a year or two years ago? It's been two years the last two weeks. So, you know, I can't, I don't recall, but but you remember. Yeah, I remember from the start. And uh Atlassian announced it. We were there at the various app weeks when they were introducing the program to the vendor community. Um, we actually worked with Atlassian to help shape some of their thinking around the testing. And we've worked with um, 
about 10 other marketplace vendors to help them get their apps data center ready. So yeah, so we're recognizing this not just as important to us, but important to the whole community to move data center forward. Yari, can you give us a little uh, sneak peek at anything else we can expect from Adaptivist in the coming months? You want to give away any secrets? (laughs) Now's the time. Giving away secrets. I'm not sure I should be giving away secrets, but across the rest of Adaptivist, of course, we're well-versed in looking after both server and data center um, installations for customers as part of our managed services offering. If you want a white glove version of cloud, you can outsource to us the hosting and management of your um, Atlassian data center offering. And we might have some news coming about that in the future, but Yari is being notoriously tight-lipped about it. We might have some news, Brian, but I can't possibly comment today. See, yeah. <laughs> Yari, any special shout-outs you want to give while you're on the podcast? A shout out to the product team for taking the initiative and really making the most of the data center readiness um, when a lot of vendors were looking at it perhaps as a cost and we looked at it as an opportunity to make our products better on uh, the data center platform. Yari Worsley, head of product at Adaptivist, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this special edition of Adaptivist Live. Be sure to join us this Friday for the launch of Team Titans with special guest Agile Manifesto co-signatory John Kern, and then next week for your regularly scheduled Atlassian Ecosystem podcast. For all my guests today, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. It's like Atlassian data center buzzword bingo. Oh, yeah, it's used the word risk. Oh, oh, it's used the word platform. Yeah, oh. Stability. Stability.